once COVID hit, we couldn't have people down here and wandering around and touching and breathing, etc. We knew that this was going to be a huge problem for our neighbors, and so we really leaned in. We leaned in and we said, we can do more. As so many people have said, how do you need us? What do you need from us? How can we help out? And that just shows how big people's hearts are. It's for if you don't have food for the virus, because people love to eat. Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Hunger in Hamden, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I'm Ben Bogardis, a journalism professor here at Quinnipiac. This is a show that looks at the innovative ways people around Hamden, Connecticut are working to fight hunger and food insecurity. A recent report funded by the United Way of Greater New Haven says one in eight Hamden residents experience some sort of hunger during the year. And for minority groups, it's even higher. One in five African-American and Hispanic residents say they're food insecure. In season one, produced in 2019, we heard from people dealing with hunger, learned about an innovative food pantry at the ML Keefe Community Center, attended dinner for a dollar at Grace and St. Peter's Church, and saw how Quinnipiac faculty, staff, and students were joining in the fight against hunger. But since then, the world has changed. The coronavirus has changed life as we know it across America. This is truly an unprecedented situation. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. 2020 brought a pandemic that shut down the economy. Connecticut residents who never thought they would be hungry or food insecure started going to food pantries after they lost their jobs, fell ill, or simply worried it could happen to them at any moment. Schools started giving out free drive-up meals to students when the in-school breakfasts and lunches so many children rely on suddenly weren't safe to serve in person anymore. But three organizations in the Hamden, New Haven area stepped up to the challenge. Loaves and Fishes, Hamden Public Schools, and Christ the Bread of Life Parish all found a way to help those in need, even as the world around them made fighting hunger and food insecurity more difficult than ever. Our first stop is the basement of a church on Circular Avenue in Hampton. My name is Lorraine DiNicola, and I am chairman of the Christ the Bread of Life Food Pantry, and I have been a parishioner at this church for maybe 40 years, quite a few years. What we used to do is the clients would come down, wait in there, I'd hand out random numbers, and then they would come in three at a time and take from the shelves based on how many items they were allowed of that particular thing. But then once COVID hit, we couldn't have people down here and wandering around and touching and breathing, etc. So now we pre-bag everything, which means that some people are getting items they don't really need or want. So I just hope they can share it with people that will use it, you know? And we have this whole committee, a food pantry committee. But after COVID hit, all of the elderly members of the committee have felt insecure being out and about. So on the Saturdays we distribute food, I've got three of us, three women that are capable of carting these bags are not light because they're mostly cans, you know, of carting these bags upstairs and setting them out there. Every second Saturday, we do this the second and fourth Saturday of the month. 
I get about 15 to 16, the cars drive up, they'll open their door or their trunk and we'll give them two big bags of food. I have a couple people that have to take the bus. So they will take the bus, get off on Dixwell Avenue, walk up Church Street, and then they have satchels, heavier satchels like this with them. So we will drop the bag of food into their heavier satchel and they will have to walk back to the bus with two of those bags. And I've got one guy that walks from Putnam Avenue. He's got a bicycle, but he can't juggle a bicycle in his food. So he will bring backpacks, front packs, and a couple of bags. So obviously they need it. They're not gonna go out of the way to make all that effort if they didn't need that food. They're very grateful. They definitely are. And some of them will ask if we have certain items. And uh, I said, you know, if it's not something I usually get, I'll say, I'll try to get it for you, you know? Right now I got so much cereal and I got more in the back. Pasta, pasta sauce, canned fruit, soups. My God, I got tomato soup. I got cream of chicken. I got cream of, you know, just see, look at the boxes of soups over there. And those are canned chicken and canned tuna fish. I've got a ton of that. Macaroni and cheese, uh, Chef Boyardee cans, I've given them those. Vinegar, now that's a brand new item. I never had been had vinegar before, but now everybody's gonna get a bottle of white vinegar. <laughs> what we really don't get a lot of is like sugar, stuff like that, so when I shop, I do wanna pick up bags of sugar to include in their bags. And another thing we don't usually get is coffee. It's rare, somebody donated this, this, so I usually will buy coffee so they can have coffee or tea. And here again, I don't even know if they drink coffee, but you know, just to give them a well-rounded uh, assortment. And then all those canned vegetables um, over there. These are some that I pre-bagged for the last giveaway and they were just the last three left over, so I'll distribute those um, this coming Saturday. And we try to give them a detergent, you know, just because you need that. And then I got all that orange juice. That just came in after the last distribution. So that will get distributed, some of it this Saturday. So um, we're doing what we can, you know? Christ the Bread of Life Parish also spent the summer of 2020 working with Hamden Public Schools on a series of food distribution events at Hamden Middle School. Families could drive up and get food and meals to go in a safe and socially distanced way. We got some chips, bagel, chicken noodle soup, and drinks. Mm -hmm. More chips, some chocolate milk, and a sandwich. The Yay! apple slices. It's for if you don't have food for the virus. But they couldn't have done it without the help of a group of dedicated volunteers from around the community. My name is Hector Velasquez, and I am the Family Engagement Coordinator at Church Street School, but also working for the entire Hamden Public Schools. Hamden Public Schools has been running a mobile site pantry prior to the pandemic at Dunbar Hill School for quite some time. And when the COVID came and the schools had to shut down, we had to pretty much look at how this distribution was going to be held. We had to think about, well, according to the CDC, this is what they're saying as far as how the COVID 
can get to someone and another person and you needed some space. So having people lined up in lines would be difficult. That would not be a good thing to do. So we thought about the drive up and go style operation. So we did one at Dunbar Hill, but when we did that distribution, we did it like if we were winging it because we didn't know what we were up against. We kind of had tents that the Hamden Public Schools was able to provide. And we were able to pack everything and hand out everything the minute we packed it. So that particular day was very, very tough. That was our first day. And we ended up in a snowstorm and it turned into ice. It was rain, then it went into ice. Now, that day at Dunbar Hill, we received an overwhelming amount of people it caused a lot of traffic. There was a lot of congestion. So the police department was thinking about how are we going to continue this distribution, but at a larger scale in a better space. We had to reach out to the superintendent of the schools again because we don't have any storage for this food, but we need to prepare for it. We need to pre-pack all the bags. And that's when we moved out to Hamden Middle School. And at that time, we thought that the order from CT Food Bank should be at least 10,000 to 11,000 pounds. Usually around eight to 9,000, you're serving a good 250 families. But we were looking at at least 350 and plus. So we ordered more food. And also during that transition from Dunbar Hill to the middle school, there was a distribution site that was looking for some insight on how to run their distribution. That site is Christ the Bread of Life Parish. Even though that was our first time doing something so major, they pretty much were like, wow, that was amazing. I said, listen, we're moving to another location. Would you like to add your distribution to that location? and we'll host it for you. We'll run it for you. And we decided to merge the two. And for a good few months, we were doing every two weeks, we would have the distribution at the middle school. The distribution ended up so large and immense that we reached out for more help. And that other help came from the Connecticut National Guards. They were able to come and prepack these bags and get these bags ready. I mean, it took a lot of organization. It's prepacking all these loose items. You had to figure out how many is each family going to get. If we were going to serve 300 families, what's the portion that these families would receive? It does change every week. And for a long time, we dealt with a lot of yogurts, at least three to 4,000 packages of yogurts. And then to figure out, okay, there's nine in a box or in a package, we gotta break this up for families. We were like, no way. We were just giving out yogurts like you couldn't imagine. So eventually we kind of spoke to CT Food Bank, said, listen, man, we can't deal with these yogurts no more. And they heard our cry and they said, all right, we're gonna give you more of the produce. So we've gotten everything from snacks to vegetables to bread, crackers. The canned goods were coming in in the beginning for a while, and then canned goods kind of like 
wasn't coming through anymore. I mean, they were going more with the boxes. There was a lot of snacks. There was like hostess snacks, cereal, crackers, stuff for the kids, fruit bars, a lot of protein bars and things like that. And then now we're getting into a lot of the produce. I mean, uh, boxes and boxes of squash, zucchini, oranges, apples, melons, watermelons. So, you know, it's a variety and it's a puzzle. Every time we get it, it's like we are breaking our heads on how to divide it correctly. Then we started reaching out for volunteers and getting volunteers from the community. As so many people have said, Hector, how do you need us? What do you need from us? How can we help out? You know, I've had some of the volunteers, they see someone walking up to a table and they say, man, they can't carry that. I'll go ahead and deliver that to your house. So please give me your address if you don't mind. I'll go ahead and deliver it. So, you know, people have stepped up and just said, you know what, I'll deliver a couple of packages to these families because how could they carry these two boxes plus some watermelons or plus another bag of apples? And it's just too much. And, you know, you want them to have everything that we're serving. And that just shows how big people's hearts are. We did receive some church volunteers and then now we're just getting a lot of Quinnipiac University students and professors uh, coming out to help. So for the past, I would say three, four distributions, we've been getting a lot of help from the university. Business owners that weren't running or that their store was temporarily closed were coming out. I remember of one person named Laura. She's a tattoo artist in Hamden and she came out and she's been with us probably ever since it came out to the middle school. My name is Laura Yusowski. I'm a tattoo artist. I have a studio here in Hamden. I've been here for probably 10 years in Hamden, probably five years in New Haven. Once the closing happened with COVID, I was looking online to see where I could be of service and found through the Department of Health, they had a list of places that were looking for volunteers and the food distribution was one of them. It's usually spread out over two days. Uh, first day is usually just bagging up dried groceries, dried goods. So they have a truck come in and they load everything into the middle school cafeteria. And then we just go around and fill up grocery bags. And then the second day is usually the vegetables and any perishables and we'll bag those up. Today, the dried goods were like teas and cookies and sometimes there's grains and then just a ton of vegetables and fruit. And then everything's brought outside to there's six tents set up outside and tables. And we bring all the food outside so that when the cars come through, we can just put the food right in their trunk. I think there were at least 25 people helping. And that's with directing traffic, counting cars, distributing the food. Some of them are Quinnipiac students. They actually have high school students come and they set up bandstands. So there's jazz while we're distributing food, which is really nice. And today, I think it was just over 200 families that came through. It's just a lot of fun. And it's just nice to get to know people within the community. It's really good. Good experience. This experience has really made me see that as a community, we can come together and really make an impact to those that are in need. And we can also see how all these organizations can really work together for the good because these organizations have pulled together for a good cause. And that is the cause of helping 
folks in their own community as well as the surrounding community. And that just shows you how much these volunteers care and that there is a sense of empathy as well as sympathy, feeling that, you know what, we can help out each other. And that really has given me hope for humanity and all. And that's just a great experience to be part of and a great thing to see happen that Hamden is hashtag Hamden strong and we're really together on this. Down the road in New Haven, one of the biggest food pantries in the area suddenly had to figure out how to deliver food to clients while at the same time staying socially distant. But they found a way and, in fact, decided that the pandemic was the perfect time to expand. I'm James Kramer. I'm the executive director of Loaves and Fishes. We're the biggest food pantry in New Haven, which means that we serve every neighborhood, but we also serve folks in Hamden, West Haven, East Haven, even as far away as Meriden. Folks come to us. Part of that is because of our wonderful reputation, but also we offer a lot of food and a lot of services in one place. During the pandemic, we've seen a giant increase. So normally we see around 325 families to 450 families throughout the month. When COVID happened, we knew that this was going to be a huge problem for our neighbors. And so we really leaned in. We leaned in and we said, we can do more. And so we're part of a larger consortium of food pantries and emergency food providers called the Coordinated Food Assistance Network. And so in that group, people said, how many more people can you take? And we said, we think we can take 1,300 families. That's a huge ask for us. That's almost growing by 1,000 families. We said, we can do it. Let's do it. Let's lean in. Let's figure out how to get the food. And so with that group, we started a delivery service from scratch. None of us had ever really delivered groceries before. And so we started this grocery delivery service. Loaves and Fishes now distribute food to around 550 to 600 families through the delivery service. And the Keefe Center in Hamden also is part of that delivery service and they're delivering groceries also. And then now on Saturdays on our walk-up pantry, we are also handing out groceries to around 500 to 600 families. So we're right at the 1200 family mark and that's two or 300% increase for us. That's, that's a lot. I only work 20 hours a week. And luckily during the pandemic, we did have some funding to hire a part-time program coordinator who's working 15 hours a week. But if you can imagine, we need about 25,000 pounds of food to run for the week. And the two of us part-time are not moving 25,000 pounds even in the building, let alone bagging it and then moving it out of the building. So it's a really volunteer intensive, and, and Loaves and Fishes has always been that. Normally on a pre-pandemic on a Saturday, we would have anywhere between 40 and 70 volunteers every Saturday to help us run. Now we've pared it down because of social distancing and we're trying to keep the number of people in, inside down. And we're now down to around 10 or 15 people on a Saturday and six to eight people during the week when we're doing the deliveries. But the volunteers, the joke is that Loaves and Fishes is the, the first time you come, you're a volunteer, and the second time you come, you're in charge. And so we have lots of people in charge, which makes my job so much easier because people know what they're doing and we're able to help lots of folks. And I think everyone right now is planning for the vaccine. And I think it'll take at least six months after the vaccine for things to kind of get back to where they were. 
So we have a six month plan right now, and we're definitely committed to feeding anyone who comes to us who needs food. And that's difficult planning for such a small organization. Even though I said we're the biggest in New Haven, we're still a very small organization with minimal resources, but we are scrappy and we put things together and we make lots of calls and we annoy people until we get what we want. And, and we're making it. To find ways to help out at these food pantries and distribution events, or if you need help, contact the Connecticut Food Bank at its website, ctfoodbank.org, or call them at 203-741-9751. Thanks for listening to Hunger in Hamden, a project of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This episode was reported and produced by Professor Ben Bogardis of Quinnipiac University's Journalism Department. Be sure to check out our past and future episodes, where we'll see how people across the community are helping fight hunger and food insecurity. Special thanks go out to Adam Sendroff, Isaiah Lopes, and the staff at the M.O. Keefe Community Center. Jason Martinez in the United Way of Greater New Haven and its report, Facts and Faces, Food Hardship in Hamden. Professor Sean Duffy of QU's Albert Schweitzer Institute, Lorraine DiNicola and the staff of Christ of Bread of Life Parish in Hamden, Hector Velasquez of Hamden Public Schools, Hamden tattoo artist Laura Rusowski, James Kramer and the staff and volunteers at Lowe's and Fishes in New Haven, and many others. For more information on Quinnipiac University and the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio, go to our website, qu.edu slash podcast.